let's uh, get into our posture. Check the legs. Make sure they are crossed in such a way that they are comfortable and that there is stability. Where you don't need to consciously hold your, le your legs in the posture. Do the same with the hands. Make sure the elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. Find the natural straightness for the back. Center your head and neck so you're not consciously holding your head and neck in place. Let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places so the jaws are not too loose, the teeth are not clenched, leaving the tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth. Then make the eyes conducive for you for meditation. They can be closed, opened, or half-opened. Whether they're half-opened or opened, don't stare at any particular objects in front of you. Rather have like a blank stare in the area around the tip of your nose as if you were holding your hand at that, at that level. Be aware, be mindful of the degree of sense of ease that is now present in the body. And your very awareness of this sense of ease will be for you like a vessel taking you into deeper levels of meditation. Bring your attention to the breath. Just observe the breath. Don't worry about how focused you are on the breath. Don't try to force your mind to focus on the breath. Don't be concerned about the duration of the inhalation or the duration of the exhalation. Don't try to control them. Don't be concerned about distractions, what you might be hearing, feeling, remembering. And don't try to dis distance yourself from distractions. Don't try to push them away. Your only concern is, are you aware of the breath? When you are breathing in, do know at that moment that you are breathing in and being able to follow the in-breath until the exhalation naturally occurs and when it's happening, you know that you are breathing out and continuing to know it until the inhalation comes back.
Being aware of the breath in this way. Have a part of your mind scan the posture to make sure that the posture is conducive for you. That it is indeed comfortable. That there is stability. And that you're not consciously holding any part of the posture in place. And the sense of ease that you experience in the posture, it's either remaining steady or it's becoming deeper. If you need to make any adjustments to make sure the posture is comfortable, make the adjustment. Staying aware of the breath as you make the adjustments. Once you feel some sense of confidence in the posture, you feel that you can stay in the posture for the duration of your meditation. So make a resolution not to allow yourself to move in from any compulsion during the meditation. And then bring your awareness back to just the breath while you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing in. Keep following the in-breath, keep knowing you're breathing in. When it changes, becomes exhalation, inhalation, keep following it until it becomes back again to exhalation. And the continuity of awareness that you have from exhalation to inhalation back to exhalation you want to keep that continuity that, that the continuity of that awareness unbroken you want to have it follow 21 cycles of breath breathing in know that you're breathing in breathing out know that you're breathing out
the sense of ease is now deeper than before how it is reflected in the rhythm of the breath how it is reflected in the quality of your awareness <coughs> and have this mindfulness stay somewhere in the back of the, of the mind and deliberately intend to stay in this ever-deepening sense of ease. While in this sense of ease, bring your attention to the space in front of you about a prostration's distance at the level of your eyebrows. And in that space, invoke the presence of your guide, your teacher, the embodiment of all your aspirations appearing for before you in a form made entirely of light a form that inspires you when you see it and find within you some measure of conviction that you are indeed in such a presence, the presence of what is for you, your infallible guide, your perfect protector. When you have achieved your goal, that which guaranteed your success is right in front of you. Holding on to that measure of conviction, in your mind show your reverence, prostrate. yourself in the protection and guidance of your teacher and the three jewels that the teacher embodies. forth that measure of conviction. This time the conviction is connected with the idea of gratitude, the sense of gratitude, that the very means to achieve all that you've ever aspired to achieve is right before you. The guarantee for you to achieve them is right before you. And holding on to that sense of gratitude make offerings think of things that makes you happy that you own and offer them think of things that makes you happy that are not owned by anyone 
and offer them. Think of things that exist only in your imagination that makes you happy and offer them. Or you can offer a promise. Holding on to the sense of gratitude. that you've encountered so far, the obstacles that are in your environment, in your own being, and knowing that their presence is due to your own actions, actions done unskillfully in the past, being manipulated or influenced by your weaknesses, by your own afflictions. Thinking this way, you have developed a strong sense of regret for having allowed them to influence your actions. Then knowing that it was due to the power of habituation, that you couldn't stop yourself. And wishing for strength and guidance in the future, turn your trust to the three jewels and the teacher taking refuge, seeking their protection and their guidance and their strength. make a promise to restrain it in the future. Think of a definite period of time that you will exercise restraint. And praying that you will be strong enough 
to restrain from these actions forever. have something to do to make up having purified your mind this way now help your mind become more refined rejoicing, letting your mind take great joy in goodness, in its potential, in its manifestation, in the results that it brings in your life and in and for others. rejoice for those who have achieved that which you aspire to achieve. sense of ease? Is it deeper? Is it the same? Is it equal in the breath and the mind? And continue your determination to remain in this ever-deepening sense of ease. And from within that state, let your mind embrace all beings, looking at their conditions, the various sufferings that they are going, going through, the happiness that they are aspiring to. And in this way, compassion and love grows for them, embraces them. And while holding them in this embrace, turn your mind to the teacher again. Focusing on the teacher, you feel connected to all the enlightened beings. And through this revelation, 
you ask the teacher and all enlightened beings to please teach sentient beings teach them how to truly end their pain teach them how to find true happiness and ask them to please wherever they are manifesting wherever they are in the lives of beings to please stay continue to be with sentient beings that you're about to do and dedicate the power of the merit you gained so far to help you succeed in your meditation. sense of confidence, conviction that you are in the presence of what is for you your guarantee to achieve what you are aspiring to achieve. And ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head, wishing to be in constant contact, constant awareness, to be very close to the teacher. And feel the presence of the teacher now above your head, in that right form, facing the same direction as you are. While the teacher is there, shining with the brilliance of a thousand suns, you feel the rays of the sun penetrating your being, cleansing you of all that is obstructing you from achieving your goal. 
and filling you with all the qualities that will make you succeed. As you strongly wish to be free of the obstacles, strongly wish to gain the qualities that will make you succeed and beseeching the teacher for blessings. aspiration grows stronger and stronger and through the power the strength of your aspiration you come to know that the teacher also aspires to be inseparable with you and through this realization the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light then descends through the crown of your head meeting with your mind at your heart center and merging with your mind there. See and feel this
attention back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath, gently become aware of the body once more. Take care of, uh, I guess we call uh, worldly business before we begin. <laughs> I have some announcements to make. Uh, so this will be the last meditation class for a while. Next Sunday I'll be in Howell, New Jersey, because uh, this incredible teacher will be will be there, and I'm want to be there. <laughs> and and if you want directions, if uh, to find. Uh, well, if you want directions how to get there, you can ask uh, anybody who stays here, Disha Dagier or Frank, and they will give you a direction how to get there, if you want to go there next Sunday. And uh, and after that, and I'm going to be going to, I'm going to do a retreat, and I'll be back uh, in October. The first week of October, I'll be back, okay? And then we'll continue, we'll resume, okay? Yes. No, just this coming. Oh, it's actually this coming weekend, Saturday and Sunday. That's when the Aaron Kensuri will be teaching in Howell, New Jersey, and I'll be over there. And then following that, I'm going to go into a retreat, and I'll be back uh, in October. Actually, he started uh, teaching the Utama Tantric Grounds and that, what's it called? Tantric Grounds and Path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's teaching, he started already. He started last, uh, yesterday. Ah, and he won't be teaching this Saturday because he's also going to Howell. And the, f and the following weekend, he has some other things to do. But, so th for the next two weekends, there will not be any activities going on here. And, the f and Geshe Dagi will resume his classes after the next two, two weekends. And, and uh, that class that was in New, in New York is now here <coughs> in Saturdays at uh, 1 o'clock, 1.30? Uh, I think 5.30. 2? Yeah, 2 to 5.30. Well, then he's starting from the beginning of what he's No, he's continuing. From, he's continuing from where... Yeah. Okay. And... If you can make it here, you can. Okay. And he's changing Tuesday's classes to Friday. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when that starts. Oh, okay. oh, I don't know about that one. Second week of September. Second week of September. 
Tuesday's class will be Friday. Will be on Friday. So it will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That will be the, the schedule so far. Was there anything else going on? Was there something like a Wednesday? Something? Wednesday vacation. I guess I don't know what he's going to do what, for the month. I'm not going to be here. Maybe he will. Well, the announcement will be made. <laughs> that announcement will be made. And the other announcement I'd like to make is, uh, uh, um, I guess I don't know how to bring this out. It's, uh, I guess, also to give uh, gives uh, uh, thanks to those of you who have volunteered your time and volunteered your whatever to help with the, the physical space here, and uh, and um, you know, not just me and those who, who are teach here, but especially everyone who, who come here, who are able to make use of this space, you know, uh, we want to say thank you for doing that. Okay. And, um, and, and I realize that also that uh, uh, people who come and join uh, groups like this are people who are generous in nature and, so, and they want to you know, exercise their generosity a lot. And most of the time, they're waiting, they perhaps if they think, I used to think that way, they think that uh, there's some sort of structure already in, in, in place, and they're waiting for, you know, for that structure to be given to them, so that they say, okay, this is how I can give, either, either of, you know, whatever capacity I can give, okay? But unfortunately, there's no such structure, <laughs> so uh, for those of you uh, who probably were waiting for that, uh, well, uh, you can't really uh, you're not going to find it so th just follow your impulse if you feel that well, I mean, this is a physical space you know, the floor has to be cleaned they don't, we, uh, there isn't a uh, uh, there isn't a bunch of uh, since it's a temple there aren't like a bunch of gods you know, waiting for you to leave so they can and then they sweep the floor <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> maybe they are but I've never seen them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so whenever you, you see something, I mean, that has been uh, the model that my, my teacher has sort of cultivated uh, within us. Uh, my teacher never really made any, uh, what do you call that, spiel? When you, you know, mm -hmm. when they need something and they make a spiel, okay, we need this now, okay, let's uh, get back and back, okay, you, okay you, you do this and do that. So my teacher has always somehow cultivated us so where, where we, where we instinctively see, oh, th this needs to be done, and then you take the you take the initiative, and that's part of your training. You take the initiative because you know you, what you're learning, you know, here in Mahayana Buddhism is to be able to implement this kind of initiative in the world. Okay, you don't wait for uh, you know for someone to come in and come to you. Okay, we need your bodhisattva help. Can you come here and do that? And that may happen, but for the most time, for the most part. Uh, sentient beings who need help don't know that they need help and they will not be go coming to you to ask for help. You have to trick them. <laughs> okay? So you have to start training yourself with the initiative. You see something that needs to be done and perhaps you don't have the, all the means yourself to be able to, to provide the, the, the help that is needed. But because of your awareness of it, and because of your uh, um, wanting to do something about it, you might be able to, you might know someone who could do something, or you may be able to ask someone who might know someone. So in, in that way, you are, you are helping, okay? So it doesn't have to be like, uh, 
the the the, the, uh, the the thing that was done previously was like the the outside was painted, and and I think that was due to the effort of people who say, wait a minute, I, I think this needs to be painted, and they, they initiated something. They ask around, okay, and then and it, it got it got done that way. So if you see something like that, that's an example. Of if or maybe <coughs> there's some plumbing job that needs to be done, and you all become aware of it, and uh, and uh, you may not know anything about painting, you may not know anything about plumbing, you may not know anything about whatever it is that you're seeing, but you see that you may just you may you may be able to know someone who could know someone who could do it, okay? And then you get that person involved, and that's your you have to consider that's your uh, uh, contribution, okay? So this is unfortunately this is my spiel. <laughs> Okay, so the space is very old, and then we are starting to feel the the age of the of the space. Unfortunately, at, around this time, okay, and the painting was done because of uh, uh, because of you know the age of this. I don't know when the last time this place was painted, probably 1950 something or something. <laughs> and the boiler wa was replaced. I don't know, was it boiler was replaced or some major water purifying system? The, yeah, water purifying system was replaced. And that was because I guess after drinking stinking water for some time, people said, "Wait a minute, I think something wrong with the water here." <laughs> and someone initiated something. Okay. Uh, now there is a leaky something going on in the on the other side. Something to do with the with the hot water, and it requires uh, they, they they've done the initial uh, assessment of what would it take to to. Uh, to get it uh, to get it fixed, and there's uh, this uh, very generous uh, person who has the capacity to do that, has promised to match whatever other people up to ten thousand dollars to 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 sort of fix the whatever what needs to be fixed in this space. So she will uh, match up to ten thousand dollars donation. So if you can, if you know someone. And also, unfortunately, uh, not everyone who used to come to this uh, meditation class are present. So if you know any of them and you have their contact information, you can uh, sort of let them be aware of this. And I think, uh, <coughs> especially in our tradition, uh, we, as far as we, we consider the Dharma to be too precious to, to, to charge any, to charge, to put a, a, a price on. On, on, on teachings, so if, even if we said a uh, million dollars for each hour per hour, <laughs> okay, and even that w would cheapen the dharma, okay, and I don't know, uh, we might get fatly rich out of it, but, <laughs> but th that would cheapen the dharma, and then w uh, and and uh, and being fatly rich for a few uh, a few minutes. Of your existence will be the the only thing that you the only result you will get from from it, and the other results may not be so nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, as b it's because of that that's why uh, we don't you know we just put a donation box box outside and according to your own capacity according to your own heart you you put something in there. But you have to also know uh, there are other areas I'm sure you would like to help. <laughs> so we will not necessarily. Uh, come and ask you, okay? So 
if you if you see something, or you can even ask, or, or is, there, is there what's on the agenda? Uh, for can you can and, uh, can you how can you help? Okay. Uh, so in, in our in our tradition, my my teacher uh, actually. Uh, For for the entire time that uh, I've known him, he never made any any mention of uh, of you know, while he was teaching, and because he uh, he had just complete faith that everything will just you know come into place. And his own and when when something needed to be done, he would use his own funds to uh, to initiate the project. Okay, like for example. Uh, the 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 monks in 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 the, in the monastery that he 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 was the abbot of for some time. Uh, there was this this sort of this this uh, how do you call that this this order going on in 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 there to the point where monks were starving because you know they were refugees. They didn't we didn't have uh, anyone any family members who, who could uh, support their their <coughs> eating. And, and it wasn't really a, 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 a well-organized institution. It was just really a refuge camp. I mean, it was a monastery, but it was really a refuge camp. A lot of people were escaping from Tibet, escaping from wherever, and then going to the monastery was a place for them to find food and shelter. It wasn't the re- motivation for, for, uh, for getting to the monastery, but they, they thought that the monastery would provide them that. But the people who were Organizing the monastery were themselves refuge refugees, so they didn't have much to provide everyone. So there was this very bad system of favoritism. Not 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 not, no, not favoritism, but no, uh, very bad system of uh, individual sponsorship. So this person would, out of their own effort, find someone to sponsor their their eating, their food, but. They w- that person, that individual, would only find enough to support themselves. Okay, and while that person ate, and the other people who did well, that's were not so lucky, were really, uh, not starving to death, but you know they were going hungry. So my teacher, what he did was uh, he established some sort of like a general fund, and he made all funds con- co- collected to be to be distributed equally, and then for every single for for every single one who comes to the monastery to at, to at least have uh, no worries about whether or not they're going to eat. Okay, so that that was something that my, my teacher <coughs> instituted, and then other monasteries followed also copied that model. And then he did it without, you know, uh, making any big announcements, many uh, spiels. He just uh, initiated it, and then when uh, and people would ask him, find out, and say, what can I do? And I said, oh, I'm, I have this thing that I'm doing. Maybe you can you know, partic- uh, contribute to that. Okay. And 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 for this reason, because he literally, in a sense, saved the monks from starving. And for for, for this is one of the reasons that he's sort of like honored like a god in in, in Sarah. Okay. So, uh, yes. Karen Butcher. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So. Um, in uh, in with the same kind of carrying the same tradition, uh, but a little bit stepping over. <laughs> but 
by actually making a spiel during the class. So I'm just stating it right now so that you can know. And I'm sure. And and I, and and what I remember is when I went to to his when I went to to Howell when I started to go to Howell, there was no there was never anyone you know coming to me. So oh, there's this we're trying to do this, and then can you contribute? It was uh, and I wanted to to participate. I wanted to to contribute. So I had to find out. And then by finding out, that, uh, and what I started to do was just washing dishes. So usually, uh, the teachings would last the whole day. So you would be there, and there weren't many places to go to run and get something to eat and come back. So food would be served there, and uh, and there would be a lot of dishes to wash. So I would help wash dishes because that's all I could do. <laughs> okay. And you know, and that whatever you can do, you do, and uh, and ask. You want to you want to contribute something? Ask what is needed. What can I do? Okay. And and then when you bring someone here, or if you know someone else who's new, you can sort of you know discreetly, quietly tell the person you know something like that. Okay. Without making it without making the person feel uncomfortable about it. All right, so that's uh, that took much longer uh, than I thought it would take, but uh, this is it. <laughs> okay. One question. Yes. Are donations that go into the jar up there? Mm-hmm. Is that like a special fund for renovations and things like that, or are there certain Dharma teachings? Or um, I don't know the specifics of it, but I think it's it's to it's for the you know the what you call it the maintenance, maintenance of, of of the physical space here. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, well I sort of gave you the entire. No, there's one step left. The last step, sort of introduced it last time, of uh, developing bodhicitta, is when you actually get to the point where you actually get to. Uh, 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 it's an emotion, an emotional state based on all the, the previous steps that you did before. Now, because of the previous step that you've done before, your compassion is very palpable, and you and you and you and you and you have a clear under idea, clear understanding, uh, not clear, not a, a clear palpable feeling that your love is really embracing everyone. When you think everyone, you feel a sense of love for all of them. When you say everyone, you feel a sense of compassion for everyone, and it is and it's a palpable feeling. And remember, the same way you began the meditation by looking. Uh, by uh, thinking of someone that you have this natural feeling for, natural sense of compassion, natural sense of great love for, and the same way that you have the, the com- natural sense of compassion for that person, now you have that same sense of love and compassion when you think, when you, the word comes to your mind, the concept comes to your mind, all beings, everyone. Okay? And it's, it, is, it is the same feeling. So that's the foundation. And based upon this foundation now, then you start to you you, you feel like uh, uh, a sense of uh, what I mentioned last time was a sense of anxiety. Uh, uh, you're feeling anxious. You want to do something. Like uh, like when when you're in the when you're in the meditation, when you're feeling this compassion and this compassion is is for everyone that you can think of. Anyone that you, whether it's someone you can see, someone you can which is just uh, uh, some abstract kind of person in your mind you feel you feel your love going towards them and this love and this compassion is also so
sort of like uh, uh, energizing you. But it's energizing you. It's like you're having a bunch of energy and you know you don't know what to do with it. You feel this wanting to help, this this one wanting to make others happy, but you don't know exactly what to do yet to to make that happen. And that's where you feel you start to feel this sense of this sense of uh, anxiety, this sense of this anxiousness, wanting to do something. This anxiety, this an- this sense of uh, this anxiousness, is actually a good sign. Don't, uh, it might be kind of, it might be uncomfortable. It might be uncomfortable for you even physically to be in that state. And not alone, not even mentioned uh, psychologically or mentally. It might be uncomfortable. You know, it's like you're looking at your the most the the person that you love uh, the most in your life, and you see them suffering, and you want to do something, and then you don't know exactly what to do yet. Okay, so you feel yourself in that somewhat uh, space where you feel uncomfortable. Okay. So don't let this discomfort be a sign. Uh, don't don't use that as an indication that you're 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 uh, incapable of doing something. Don't don't let it. Uh, even uh, I guess the most dangerous thing it would be you become discouraged because this sense this this discomfort can become painful. It become it could become a painful feeling to bear. Okay. Don't think this pain is a bad sign. Don't think of it as it's, it's the ripening of some, some bad karma, somebody would say. Okay? It's actually a good sign. It's a, you're, you're, you're in uh, some sort of, uh, you're in what, what you might call, what's that word? Empathy. You're in, you're, in that, you're in that experience of empathy. You yourself have... Uh, don't have the the, 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 the the conditions or the causes for you to be in pain yet when you when your mind is in contact with, 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 with these beings and looking at their suffering you are, you're having empathy for them that's what empathy is you feel the other's pain and as to exactly what is the the metaphysical or, or philosophical uh, uh, reason that explains this? Are you really feeling somebody else's pain? Is it your pain? Is it your bad karma that you're feeling? Da, 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 da. Don't worry about that. Okay. This phenomena, when you're not yourself in pain and you're looking at someone else, their pain, and you feel pain because of that, that's called empathy. Okay. Forget. Never mind what's the ultimate whatever. Okay. And that's. Uh, that is, and this capacity is a result of virtue, is a result of tremendous virtue. To be able to feel someone's pain is not punishment. Okay? Don't think of it that way. If you th- think of it that way, then you will start to develop discouragement because you want the pain to go away and then, you, and then the habit of thinking of, 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 uh, of you know, selfish, self-interest will reassert itself Okay, I'm feeling pain. I shouldn't stop feeling that pain. I, 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 I. And then you, you, you don't want to be thinking about others anymore. As a matter of fact, it, it might even become a means for you to not allow yourself to think of others because you think that is the cause of pain. Okay? And if you, and, and if you ever, if you do that, and, and, and it's understandable because, you no. Know, that's the nature of pain. We don't want it. That's what that's what pain is. That what you don't want. Okay. Here you are in this that which I don't want, and you're experiencing the natural reaction is to not not not, not for it to continue. And the, the only thing you know what to do at that moment is to stop feeling compassion for others, stop feeling love for others, because when you do that, it brings you pain. 
and when you when you make that conclusion, and if you're in, and you miss and you and if you continue along that line, that's that's the cause of pain. That's the cause of, of suffering. Being compassionate, then you will block yourself, and you will be and 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 for some time you may even be emotionally. The way to to stop that is to become emotionally dead. Okay, if you're concerned too much about the pain that you experience or the discomfort that you experience when you're in that anxious anxiety, I want to do something but I don't know what to do. Okay, and that becomes that would become for you a barrier. So later on, when you somehow intellectually or whatever you 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 bring forth the courage again. Okay, I want to develop this capacity again, and this conclusion that you drew before will become a, 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 your, that will become your, your added to your obstacle. It will become much more difficult for you to be able to get to that experience again. So know that that is a, some, a stage that you have to go through. So when you're in that stage, you have to be patient. You have to be able to bear that pain. Okay? And it is, it is this very pain that you're going to use to catapult you to bodhicitta, where you feel the need to do something, something has to be done, and then instead of reversing the process, instead of reversing the process as to what must be done, but you go forward, you seek for what must truly be done, not to remove your pain, but to remove the pain of others, then when you get to the point of, okay, something must be done, I must do it, and what is it that I can do? Then you start to sincerely seek what will bring, what would, what what should be the remedy for this for this condition, and then the pain that you're experiencing, when when you're experiencing it, when you're in that pain, know that ah, that's what they are feeling, that's what they are going through. Don't think of it as that's what you're going through. Look at it, see it as knowledge. You're gaining direct knowledge. Before it was sort of like an intellectual. They must be going through some sort of pain, and then you went through the process of of developing compassion for them. And now you're in direct knowledge of the actual pain that they're going through. Okay. And then when you're feeling that pain, uh, as soon as you feel it, associate it with, oh, now I know what they are going through. And let it, let it even make you more anxious to help them, even more uh, willing to do something yourself to end their pain. Because now you know what it, what it is. Okay. Now, you have, now you're... Now you're your merit, your, 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 your compassion, your love is giving you the knowledge of what it is that they're going through. Okay. And with, with that knowledge, with that sense of anxiety, wanting to do something, when you, when you sincerely take upon, uh, take, upon your, uh, take upon yourself, okay, I will do something. And, and this I will do something is not some word you're saying because you're supposed to be saying at that moment. But you actually feel just the same way, uh, you know, the anxiety wanting to do something. You actually uh, uh, continue with, with that, with that, with that sense of okay, I will do something. And then you look for okay, what is it that, I'm, that I can do? When you're sincerely looking for what I can do, and you arrive at the conclusion, and and in whatever way you want to call it, okay, and it's just that in this you call it. You could say that in this tradition or in this organization, it's called reaching Buddhahood. Okay, and in your own mind, in your own experience, you may have come up with a different word for it. Okay, so the means 
that will allow you to truly help others become uh, uh, free, be, be free from their suffering. The means that will allow you to truly help others find true happiness. Whatever that is, we're calling that Buddhahood. Okay? Enlightenment. And you're seeking it. And you have a conviction that it is something that is attainable. So this conviction, this, this willingness to do, okay, whatever, whatever it takes to get to that, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to implement it. It's like, uh, you know, your family, you, uh, the example is given that you, you are, uh, you know, your family, they're in trouble, and then help is over there. And even though you're in the same trouble as they are, but you're willing to travel the distance to risk the dangers of getting to there so you can get the help for them. So that's your journey to get to that state where you can actually do it. That's, that's, that's your, that, that you're willing to, to, your willingness to take that journey, that's achieving bodhicitta. And when you achieve bodhicitta, all these things that you were doing before from the first moment where you were making your mind as unbiased as possible and then sort of like training your mind instead of regarding beings as, you know, uh, as those who like me, those I don't like, those who, who are very nice to me, things like that. But you want to regard all beings the same way, the same way that you regard the closest person to you, your mother, your, your, your father, your, your child, your, your, you know, your sibling. Or, just, or, or a very good friend that you have a palpable sense of compassion and love for. And then you, you train your mind to view all beings in that same way. And, 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 and all the things that you've been doing so far with the Tonglen and everything, all these, during all this time you've been training your mind, you've been setting your mind, your mind is being uh, in a, in a uh, cultivating this meditative state. And then when you're, when you're now, when you have perfected this meditative state, and your mind is now very focused, you cannot be dis distracted anymore, and the only thought that you're thinking about is I is holding on to that conviction. There is something that can be done and I'm willing to do it. And that thing that can be done is to achieve Buddhahood. And you have the conviction that Buddhahood is a reality that, can be, that, that you can manifest within your own being, your own, own stream of being. And you're convinced, you're con uh, you're dedicated to that when you have this this attitude this 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 thought within uh, uh, within a meditative absorption that is this thought now is not just an idea in your mind somewhere but it's something that permeates your entire being you're completely absorbed in it that's when you have achieved bodhicitta and when you come out, out of this meditation, you come out, out of, come out of this meditation, <coughs> this thought continues to, to permeate. It's, it's not, your mind has changed. Your mind is no longer uh, the mind that you had before. You're now, your mind is that intention. Your whole being becomes that intention. And whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you think, you're, you're, whatever you, you, you find yourself engaging in, it, be, it becomes influenced by this intention. Okay? But the only way for that intention to completely take over your life is for you to have that in intention in a, com in a very focused state of mind. Okay. 
and all the training you've been doing so far will eventually lead to that. Okay? And that's when you become this monumental being that is called a bodhisattva. Okay? And your goal, your aim is the ending of suffering of all beings. The, end, the, the bringing to true happiness, bringing all beings to true happiness. And this very last wish is not something that you so much... Uh, there isn't, the step for it is just going, is just going through, through what, what, what I've just explained. Okay? Build up, uh, uh, based on this sense of anxiety and looking to see what can I do, what can be done, and taking on the, personality, the, the personal responsibility of doing that and having that conviction, having that uh, uh, commitment, making that commitment, that's bodhicitta. That's what you do to get to that state. Okay? You make yourself, uh, uh, you really examine, you don't, you don't just uh, look at you know, the term Buddhahood and then you, 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 you force yourself, you, not force it, what's that? you brainwash yourself to accept it as an, as, as a, as, a, as, a, as an existing idea, as something that exists, but you truly examine what can be done. You truly examine what can be... Is there, is, can you really remove the suffering of all beings? Can you, can you really transform yourself into a means where this is possible? And when you come to that conviction, then that's when you... you, you training, making yourself arriving at the that, at that, at that conviction in a sincere way, that's the method of getting to the, of, of the last part. Okay. All right. Uh, so you would continue to do your tonglen, and while you're doing your tonglen, and then this anxiety comes up, then it become when it becomes very uh, when it over when it becomes overwhelming, then you stop the tonglen, then you go to the process. Okay. What can I do? What can be done? Would this think of is Buddhahood uh, uh, something that can really be achieved? What is it? And you and you you you're, you're analyzing it, making it something real. Okay. All right. So let's go. Getting into your posture, you have the determination that knowing what you're going to do, what you're seeking to achieve, what you're striving for, and sort of like commanding the posture to be conducive to uh, for that to help you get to, to, to that point, to that goal. So make sure the legs are conducive, that they're comfortable, stable.
place the hands in such a way that you don't have to be bothered with them. They're stable, comfortable. Make sure the elbows are not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders are even, relaxed. The back straight, comfortably straight. <coughs> Your head and neck are centered. places, eyes conducive for you, they could be closed, opened or half opened, and sense the sense of ease that is coming in the, in the posture, in the body itself. Let your mind rest in that sense of ease. Then bring your attention to the breath. Recall when the <coughs> bring your mind back to where the teacher dissolved into your mind, became one with your mind at your heart center. And sometimes to help you bring to bring back to bring you back in that in the in the state have a very strong memory of the last time you had you experienced it and let that memory sort of overwhelm your mind and follow five cycles of breath suffering that you are going through.
see yourself in that filled with that suffering in front of you. And think of a happiness that you are aspiring for. you know of this pain 
because you experience of it. And let your mind take of all beings who may be experiencing this pain. May they all be made present. And in whatever way that thought manifests to you, all beings who are suffering this pain are present in front of you. And you feel compassion for them. And that compassion gives you a willingness to take on that pain yourself, upon yourself. And convince that your breathing in will take it. Take on that pain and you feed it to your self-cherishing mind at your heart. Begin by all those who are close to you who are experiencing this pain.
take the Earth as a center, or in the eastern direction of the Earth. Do the same for them. Feeling the same level of love, that compassion that you had for yourself, and the same willingness to take on their pain. And with the in-breath, take it on. you gave to yourself, be willing to give it to everyone, transforming your own happiness into whatever happiness they need. You can think of a specific happiness that you had, that you aspired to, and with the out-breath, give it to everyone.
happiness, your own happiness is leaving you in a form of light. Now as we go into all those above, all those below, you're like a sun in the center of the universe. And the rays of light coming from you are bringing happiness to all beings. surrounded by all these beings <coughs> and each one of them is as dear to you as your own self.
sense of anxiety, anxiousness, wanting to do something. Let it be your energy that propels you to make a commitment. And let the dedication be your commitment. By the power of the merit of this practice, May you achieve the ultimate goal for the sake of all beings. Bring your awareness back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath. Become aware of the body once more. Starting with the top of the head. So be aware of the top of the head. Feel it as you breathe in. As you breathe out. Let this awareness go, for, go to include more of your body. As you breathe in. As you breathe out. Until you reach your toes.
better believe it.